ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله تعالى عليه واله وصحبه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار ثم اما بعد there is an extremely relevant hadith words of the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the manner and the characteristics that the sahaba implemented this teaching that is extremely relevant to every muslim living in this current climate of the world today for we are all living at a time whereby there are trials and tribulations in terms of health the trials and tribulations in terms of wealth and there are trials and tribulations in terms of communities and people clinging on to what they have left to be able to survive this unprecedented trial this calamity that allah jalla wa ala has decreed is a test that he has normally done jalla wa ala to nearly every nation that came before وَلَنَبْلُوَنَّكُمْ بِشَيْءٍ مِنَ الْخَوْفِ وَالْجُوعِ وَنَقْصٍ مِنَ الْأَمْوَالِ وَالْأَنْفُسِ وَالثَّمَرَاتِ وَبَشِّرِ الصَّابِرِينَ He says subhanahu wa ta'ala that we will test you from things that will make you fear, from things that will make you hungry, from things that will make you lose wealth and lose livestock and lose your own lives. But give glad tidings to those who are patient. And so there is a teaching of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam that is extremely relevant to every Muslim, everyone who believes in Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam during these difficult times. Abu Hurairah radhiyallahu taala narrates in a hadith reported by Sahih Muslim, where the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "Man nafsa an mu'minin kurbatan min kurb al-dunya." نَفَّسَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ كُرْبَةً مِنْ كُرَبِ يَوْمِ الْقِيَامِ That whoever removes an anxiety, whoever removes a kurba min kurabi dunya, whoever removes an anxiety, a stress, a great problem of this world, for any of the slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah will remove an anxiety, Allah will remove a problem, Allah will remove a great stress for that person. on the day of judgment and he continues sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa man yassara ala muhsinin yassara allahu alayhi fi dunya wal akhira and whoever makes the path easy for the one who's in difficulty whoever smoothens the path for the one who's destitute whoever tries to make something easy for the one who is going through much hardship 
يسر الله عليه في الدنيا والآخرة. Allah Jalla wa'ala has promised to make the path easy for him in this dunya and in the akhirah. Allah will smooth in and make all trials easy for this person in the dunya and in the akhirah. And he continues, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, وَمَنْ سَتَرَ مُسْلِمًا سَتَرَهُ اللَّهُ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ وَاللَّهُ فِي عَوْنِ الْعَبْدِ مَا كَانَ الْعَبْدُ فِي عَوْنِ أَخِيهِ and whoever conceals the sins of a believer, Allah Jalla wa'ala will conceal his sins in the dunya and in the akhirah. Allah Jalla wa'ala will always help his slave, so long as though the slave helped his brother. Allah Jalla wa'ala will always help his slave, so long as though the slave helped his brother. Our brothers in Islam, every community, every masjid, every household, has certain members that are going through much difficulties at this moment. Yet they are too embarrassed to ask. They are too embarrassed to beg. But the situations are known by those who love them dearly. And their own companions and their brothers. They pretend everything is fine by showing a smiling face. Yet they are pondering and thinking to themselves, what are they going to eat tomorrow? whilst they are dressed in their summer clothing in the winter today. Every household, every family knows of someone that is going through hardships. They are now unable to pay their rent. They are now thinking about what to eat for dinner. Perhaps their children are wearing torn clothes. We all know that someone who is going through some difficulty in this current time. It's a decree of Allah Jalla wa'ala that they now lost their jobs. Their income has been limited. Yet they still have some kind of courage or they're not embarrassed. They are still embarrassed to ask the slaves of Allah Jalla wa'ala to help them. This hadith, this teaching of the Prophet is there to tell us all as slaves of Allah Jalla wa'ala to look for these people. To look for these people and not do what the majority of the Muslims do today out of good intentions, no doubt. They go to the people who they think need wealth or they need support and they ask them, if you need anything from me, ask me. This is only pushed another reason for them to beg or to ask. Don't be somebody that asks someone to ask. Don't be somebody that makes someone beg first for you to give them. Rather this hadith, tells you, O slaves of Allah to be someone who is nafi', someone who benefits the community, benefits your believers, and go to them and give them without them asking. Prepare some food for them or buy some food for them and tear up on their door and don't give them an option except that you give it to them. Don't ask them to ask you for help. Give them help before they ask. Relieve their distress before they ask. Solve their problems so that they do not have to ask. This hadith, this teaching of the Prophet is regarding the great believers of this dunya who Allah has given some kind of fadl, some virtue in wealth or support. They need to look out for the believers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and get to them before someone else gets to them. Get to them before someone has to ask 
or request or feel embarrassed or ashamed. He said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that whoever removes a kurba, what is a kurba? A kurba is a great anxiety, a great form of stress that is overcoming the slave of Allah Jalla wa'ala. It could be in the form of food, it could be in the form of wealth, it could be in the form of anything, a great stress that is overcoming the slave of Allah Jalla wa'ala in this dunya. And he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, man nafasa an mu'minin kurbatan min kurabid dunya, that whoever relieves, whoever remove this anxiety, this great form of stress from a believer and he specifies the believer from one who believes in Allah and his messenger Allah Jalla has promised him something greater and if we ponder over this hadith we find that the one who makes a path easy has been promised ease in the dunya and in the akhirah the one who conceals sins has been promised the concealment of sins in the dunya and the akhirah. But the one who removes a kurba has not been promised, has not been promised the removal of anxiety or distress in this dunya. And why is that the case? Ibn Rajab al-Hanbali mentions, because there are many people who don't go through a kurba. A kurba in its actual definition is a mighty, mighty form of anxiety. A mighty form of stress that is polluting a person's entire way of thinking. Many people don't go through this in the dunya. And even if you taste a small form of anxiety, it's nothing compared to what Allah Jalla wa is actually referring to as a kurba. Something that completely pollutes your mind and your way of thinking. Rather, the only thing that can be matched, whereby it completely destroys a person's way of thinking, is the akhirah. And all of the steps of the akhirah and all of the trials of the akhirah for that is the mighty kurba that is a mighty form of anxiety and stress that will no doubt overcome the mind and the body and the soul with the sun being brought close to the person whereby he'll be drowning in his sweat and ponder about this or brother and sister in islam the earth on the al qiyamah the plane is going to be flat surface and for you to be drowning in your sweat shows that that sweat of yours must emanate out of your body until it reaches every single part of the surface and then overcomes you. For you're not in a ditch, you're not standing in a ditch on the Yom Al-Qiyamah. It's a plain, flat surface. And all of the trials of the Yom Al-Qiyamah, the Mizan and the Sirat, and everything else, whoever removes an anxiety of a believer, a stress of a believer, in the life of this world, Allah Jalla wa'ala has promised to remove an anxiety for the slave of Allah Jalla wa'ala on the day of judgment. Abu Sa'id al-Khudri radiallahu ta'ala anhi narrates a hadith reported by Imam Ahmad maqoofan anhu, a statement of his which whereby he doesn't attribute it to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And it's authentic as a statement of his as opposed to a statement of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam like some of the other narrators of hadith narrate. He said, he said radiallahu ta'ala an, that any believer, any believer at'ama mu'minan ala jaw'im, that any believer that feeds another believer when he is hungry, Allah Jalla wa'ala has promised to feed him from the thimar of Jannah, to feed him from the, the food and the drink of Jannah. And he continues, any believer 
that quenches the thirst of a believer that requires water. Allah Jalla wa'ala saqahu Allahu yawm al-qiyamah min rahiq al-makhtum that Allah Jalla wa'ala would allow this person to drink from the rivers of, 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 of Jannah. And any believer that dresses a believer for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah Jalla wa'ala will dress him from the plants of the Jannah. Allah Jalla wa'ala will dress him from the plants of the Jannah. Our brothers in Islam, look for the brothers and sisters, look for your family members, look for community members that are in need of some help and feed them for the sake of Allah. Give them water for the sake of Allah. Clothe them for the sake of Allah. Pay something towards their rent for the sake of Allah. And Allah Jalla wa'ala will remove for you an anxiety from the life of this world. He continues sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he said alayhi salatu wa sallam وَمَنْ يَسَّرَ عَلَى مُعْسِرٍ Whoever makes the path easy for the one who is going through difficulty. The one who is al-mu'sir is the one who is going through some kind of difficulty in this world. And he sallallahu alayhi wa hasn't defined for us which type of difficulty a person may need to go through to be considered to be from the mu'sir. Rather anyone who is going through some kind of difficulty. He says sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, وَمَنْ يَسَّرَ عَلَى مُعْسِرٍ Whoever makes the path easy for the one who is destitute, for the one who is going through hardship, يَسَّرَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ Allah Jalla wa'ala will ease in for him the dunya and in the akhirah. For in this case, every person in this world encounters some kind of difficulty. A person can be the richest person on earth, but he will encounter some kind of difficulty. He may not encounter a kurba, an anxiety that will overcome him completely. But he may encounter some kind of difficulty. And thus the promise of Allah is that whoever makes someone's life easy, whoever makes a person who's going through hardship, a person who's going through difficulty, even if it be holding his hand and raising him up, or guiding him towards the bus stop for a person who's unable to walk, or dropping him off towards his home, or picking up his children, or any of the other things that will enable a person some ease in this dunya. Allah Jalla wa'ala has promised them ease in the dunya and ease in the akhirah. Talha ibn Ubaidullah radiallahu anhu narrates that when Umar bin Khattab radiallahu anhu was the Amir al-Mu'mineen, when Umar bin Khattab radiallahu anhu was the leader of the Muslims, the leader of the Muslims, the Khalifa of Islam, he once saw Umar bin Khattab radiallahu anhu late at night go into a home of an old, old lady that had no family at all. Her husband had passed away many years before and she had no children to take care of her. So Talha radiallahu anhu, he looked towards Umar bin Khattab and he said, I looked towards him and saw him enter this home of this foreign woman that he had no relation to. And then he left the house thereafter. Talha radiallahu anhu, he then entered the house after seeking permission. And he asked a woman that he found sitting there, an old woman who was blind. And he asked that this man that came 
What did he want from you? This man that came, what did he want from you? She didn't know it was Umar bin Khattab. She didn't know it was the Amir al-Mu'mineen. And she, she said, this man, he comes every night. And he cleans up the area. And he brings some wood. And he puts on the heating. And he cooks some food. And he leaves it on the table. And then he leaves. Umar bin Khattab radiallahu anhu. These were the Sahaba. And this is how they lived these teachings of the Prophet sallallahu he found somebody that lived a life of difficulty. He found somebody that was going through much stress, much anxiety. And he used himself, he used his body to make her life easy. To make her life easy. And this is why Umar bin Khattab was promised Jannah by the Prophet This is why he was known as Al-Faruq. This is why the Prophet mentioned that if there was to be a prophet after me, but there was no prophet after him, it would be Umar radiallahu anhu. Umar bin Khattab radiallahu anhu, his dunya was made easy for him. And his akhirah would be made easy for him. He removed the stress and anxiety for the life of this world for a believer. No doubt Allah jalla wa ala will remove a kurba for him on yawm al-qiyamah. Aqulu qawli hadha. واستغفروا الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروا أنتم إن الله تعالى غفور رحيم بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه what remains from the teaching of the Prophet is the final point he mentions in this great hadith in Sahih Muslim. The Prophet said, وَمَنْ سَتَرَ مُسْلِمًا سَتَرَ اللَّهُ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ And whoever covers or conceals the sins of a believer, Allah Jalla will conceal his sins in the dunya and in the Akhirah. Our brothers in Islam, every son of Adam sins. All of us make mistakes. All of us err. All of us sin. Some of us sin minor sins. Some of us sin major sins. Some of us merge between the two. But the common factor between all of us, even though we're sitting in the masjid worshipping Allah Jalla wa'ala, is that we all disobey Allah Jalla wa'ala. We all displease Him subhanahu wa ta'ala in our lives. None of us are greater than the other in terms of sin. No doubt taqwa makes us greater. But we all sin, we all sin. We all displease Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This final characteristic he mentions sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is that the believer tries his utmost to conceal the sins of his companions, to conceal the sins of his brothers, to conceal the sins of his sisters. And nowadays the environment and the culture encourages gossip, encourages people to speak about others. This person has made a mistake, so before every gathering we will talk about his mistake, perhaps laughing at him and mocking him and discussing about what he did. 
Shaykh ibn Baz when they asked, he said, why do you think, O Shaykh, or do you have an explanation, O Shaykh, for a person who lived a life of piety, a life of righteousness, but just before he passes away, he commits sins that are major sins. Or perhaps he leaves Islam and commits kufr. Shaykh Imaz replied, he said, I find no other explanation for this except one of two reasons. The first, he either lived a life of insincerity. So he wasn't doing things no. He was doing things for the sake of people. So that people may praise him and glorify him. And the second he said, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, is because he used to mock people for their sins. It's because he used to mock people for their sins. Or he used to speak about people's sins oftenly. That will enable that person to be mocked. Our brothers in Islam, all of us sin. Every one of us sin. All of us sin. We all make mistakes. What gives us the right to laugh at someone's sins when we commit the same sins? Except perhaps we commit the same sins in a more secret version. And thus he says, وسلم, that whoever conceals the sins of a believer, Allah Jalla wa Ala will conceal his sins in the dunya and in the akhirah. In this great hadith, the Prophet has given us three characteristics to implement. The first, to remove stress, to remove anxiety for the one who is stressed. The second, to make the path easy for the one who is going through difficulty. And the third, to conceal sins of a person in this dunya. All of these three, even though they are slightly different in nature, but all of these three are three characteristics that bring a person towards doom and gloom. Which cause a person towards the destruction of his dunya before al-akhirah. For overcoming stress, when a person is, has anxiety or stress, it makes him follow the paths that are haram. Enable for him, in order for him to take wealth, to try to correct that path of anxiety or distress. And likewise for the person who's going through hardship. And as for the one who is sinning, when everyone finds out about his sin, it can lead to two, one of two ways. Either repenting to Allah, but for the vast majority of the cases, to completely give up Islam altogether. And that's from the wisdom of the Prophet He teaches us to take care of our brothers and sisters in Islam. To take care of our community. And then he concluded the hadith of the Prophet by a almighty, almighty statement. A condition for the help of Allah, for the assistance of Allah He said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Wallahu fi al-abd, ما كان العبد في عون أخيه. He said, Allah will always help his slave, so long as though the slave helps his brother. And on this note, the scholars of Islam they say, if you want the help of Allah, then help your brother. If you want the assistance of Allah, then help your brothers. But if you want Allah Jalla to stop helping you, then stop assisting, stop helping. Your brothers and sisters in Islam. Al Jazaun Amal, as the Arabs say, Al Jazaun Amal, Min Jintin Amal. If a person wants reward for an action, 
Let him do the action to someone else. If a person wants help from Allah, let him help someone else. If a person wants people to be good towards him, let him be good towards other people. If a person wants his children to respect him, let him respect his parents. And therefore, implementing this khutbah. For every khutbah needs to be implemented. Implementing this khutbah, our brothers in Islam, if Allah has enabled us to remove some hardship for other family members or other communities, or the households, let us begin today, inshallah ta'ala, not by making the person ask us for help, but getting to him before he asks. If you know somebody that's going through a difficult time, make some food for him today and leave it at his home. If you know somebody who is going through some kind of anxiety or distress, then help him. And Allah Jalla wa'ala will help you. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us of those that he helps. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Al-Rahman al-Rahim, al-Malik al-Quddus, al-Salam al-Mu'min to accept our du'as. We ask Allah Jalla wa'ala to send peace and blessings upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. اللهم صل على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما باركت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنه وفي الاخره حسنه وقنا عذاب النار اللهم اعز الاسلام والمسلمين اللهم اذل الشرك والمشركين اللهم انك عفو تحب العفو فاعف عنا اللهم صل على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما باركت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين واقيموا الصلاه